Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. We hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Yvette Mathis. So first, let me thank you, Yvette, for joining us to share your story, all of your experiences and ideas. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you because I think you're, you're one of those people. I described you to Donna Rook just last week as one of my onions. Like, I know I, <laughs> I, know I love you. And yes. I know that there are layers that I have yet to discover. So I'm very excited to learn something or many new things about you today. Uh, because I really admire you. I admire your strength of character and your inner beauty as much as your outer beauty, because I think you're just, you know, a stunning human being all the way around. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. And and I really miss you. And and actually, I miss our witty tribe. So, I mean, they definitely keep me going. And I appreciate. Yes, for sure. And and I appreciate what you just said, because I feel like the last couple of years we've gotten to know each other both mm-hmm. professionally and some personally. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's been quite a journey. So um, I appreciate you saying that. I think it's been great getting to know you and the Witty organization and, and the fabulous women that we have at Witty. Absolutely. No, it's, it's my pleasure. And you know, I, 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 have, I have no capacity to blow smoke. So, uh, Um, but I just what I just would love to hear your story because um, anything from like your childhood, your education, your life experiences, what you're doing now, I absolutely, you know, I just greatly admire Nestle Waters as a company. And Mm -hmm. I know that you have an amazing boss that you work for. And we have that in common. We both work for amazing men. And I I would love to just hear your history and your trajectory. Yeah, well, uh, you mentioned Nestle. And funny enough, I mean, I've been with Nestle almost 19 years. I mean, when I, yeah, when I say, yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, Yeah. I'll even tell you one further. I've had a longer relationship with Nestle than what I've had with men in my life. (laughs) <laughs> well, that sounds that that sounds right though I mean you're you're only 22 so I mean you did start selling water when you were three <laughs> well that's fabulous but um you know but in that you know Nestle has given me the opportunity to grow both professionally and as an individual you know I feel like I have grown up in this role um, and I am a proud mother of two amazing young ladies. Um, and yes, I married very young and, um, had the most amazing support system when it came to raising my girls. And for yeah. me, that that's been my most important job, right? Was, bringing, Oh God. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is my proudest achievement. My two ladies born on the same day, three years apart, they oh my, my gosh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's why I threw it out there. I said, you know about my girls, but their birthdays yeah. are on the same day, three years apart. So Did you um, plan that? I did not plan that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. So it's That's, great. What are the well, odds? 
And it's funny because when they were young, you know, they loved celebrating their birthdays together. And then as they got older in the teenage years, they did not want anything to do with one another. They both had their own group of friends and everything else. So um, it was always interesting uh, bringing them together for their birthdays. And then now that they're in, my youngest is 28 and my oldest is 31. Now they yeah. continue to celebrate their birthdays together. So it's That's just awesome. amazing. So and you the, built in best friends for life with your daughters. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, yeah. and, and that's great that you put it that way because I was an only child. I didn't have brothers and sisters. So I mm. knew that when I did have babies that I wanted to at least have two because I, yep. wanted, I wanted them to have that best friend kind of relationship so yeah so so yeah you 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 put it perfectly um well I had the same perspective I I was always like I I didn't want kids and I always said I'm never having kids and then when I found out I was pregnant with Keegan I was like well shit now I have to have two because I always I was like zero or two if I get knocked up with one (laughs) I gotta have a second one because I didn't want to deprive any human coming into the world of the experience of having a sibling just because from my personal perspective I'm so close with my younger sister and Uh I was like as much as we would fight being two girls four years apart okay in our childhood um we really got along very well and I thought the best shot you have as a parent as giving your child a lifelong best friend is to have another kid. Even though <laughs> after you have the first, it seems just completely impossible. And you're like, why do people do this twice? Or yes. three times or four times or whatever. Why do people go back and do this again? This is horrible. But I knew I had to do it. And true to form, true to mm-hmm. my predictions, at least so far, they're best friends. And they're mm-hmm. two years apart. Right. Same sex. Uh And they are just like little buddies. And the best thing is, since they're only two years apart, they share friends. Ah. And I love that. Because I feel like once you get to three years apart, you're dealing with too big of a difference. Yes, there Um, is a difference. In the growth stages. Yeah, because my sister and I didn't have the same friends. Because we're four years apart. Right. So I love her friends. And you met Amanda last year, who's one of her best friends from childhood who I love. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here's my sister's best friend coming to Witty to entertain us with her comedy routine. She but was great. Just love the girl. Um, but yeah, but Amanda and I weren't friends growing up. We were friendly, but right. her mom was actually my seventh grade teacher. Oh, wow. You kept it all yeah. in the family. <laughs> oh God. We small community. I mean, yeah. I grew up in a, a small town on the West side of Phoenix, but yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those things where when you have kids and as long as you instill in them that you always treat your sibling the best of anyone in your life, because yeah. that is your best friend, that is your shared history, your shared life experiences, and you will always have each other. Absolutely. And respect that. Yeah. So if you instill that, I think that's our responsibility as a parent. If you instill that, then you're creating the most beautiful possibilities for your kids. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I mean, and that's what I wanted for my girls. And so I've been blessed enough that that's the relationship that they have as adults. Because yeah. I, do, I do know of siblings that, you know, may see each other on Thanksgiving or, you know, the holidays or something like that. And 
throughout the rest of their lives they don't have any relationship so I'm pretty blessed horrible yeah it's tough to add yeah no totally totally Mm -hmm. agree and I mean for me I didn't grow up having siblings but I still feel fortunate enough that I had you kind of said you know small community I grew up in the Bronx Mm -hmm. in New York Mm -hmm. and then But my family was always around. I had like, my mom had 16 brothers and sisters. Oh my God. That's probably why she only had one. (laughs) Yes, that's why she only had, exactly. And so I grew up with a bunch of cousins, you know, that they were my my brothers and sisters, you know, they were the ones who looked after me growing up. Uh, in the Bronx you know what I mean that by my cousins were the ones always watching me like where are you going what are you doing you know yeah Uh, and then actually there weren't many females in in our in our family so they definitely were like big big brothers so yeah so even though I didn't have that I had them you know and so that made it which is almost the same yeah 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 I mean and and I still have that now, and it's great. I mean, obviously, everyone's moved throughout the country. And, you know, I moved to Florida, some state in New York, some in, in Arkansas and California, and just all over the place. And it's just amazing that you have that connection because you grew up together. So that best friend experience, like you yeah. mentioned, you know, for brothers and sisters. So I, I feel that I wasn't deprived of that. And then that's cool. the other pieces, it's, it's kind of like the the family you choose right you you're, you're born mm-hmm. into a family that's the one you have but there's yeah. also the family you choose and I've made some really great friends along the way I mean I've had friends since high school that have been around you know yeah. since those days so I've been blessed to to be able to have that and, and make some other friends along the way so it's been great that's wonderful friends mm-hmm. are everything yeah yeah you're right I I love the family I chose Yes, me too. Me too. I mean, even when I think of Nestle, you know, having 19 years there, you know, my daughter, my youngest, she said something interesting the other day. She's like, Mom, you just love like your passion just comes out when you're selling water. And I'm like, you know, I looked at her and I said, so you think that's where my passion is? And she said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that passion. And I said, I love the brands that I represent because they're amazing brands, but my passion is not water. My passion is people. It's the people I work with is the Mm -hmm. people I, I sell to. It's the relationships that I've made along the way. Um, It's getting to know them and seeing how can I help them succeed? You know, the decisions that they're making and, and how can I help them along the way? And by the way, I represent these amazing brands, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then and then she looked at me, she was like, oh, and I was like, and, and that's what people mean when they say you get up every day. And if you love what you do, you're really not working. And sometimes yeah. I, not all the time, but sometimes no. I feel that way, you know, at Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that's how I felt at Sydney Frank too. For uh, when uh, working under Teddy for five and a half years, that's how I felt every day. I was like, I I had one actual day that I could call a bad day in five and a half years, and right. I was like sitting there, and I was like, uh, today's a bucket of wine kind of day, and I'm sitting on my back patio and I'm drinking wine. And I'm like, man, today everything just went sideways on me, and yeah. I'm like, God, I am so grateful that I can sit here and recall the one bad day I've had in five and a half years with the company. 
Yeah. Because it wasn't that bad. Because yeah. it was the only one. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so it's not bad. I mean, I'd had other jobs where I had plenty of bad days where I was just like, God, I am just, I, I don't know how I go back after this. But th- I never had that experience at Zedney Frank in those uh, years when before Teddy passed. It was amazing. And it was right. uh, mostly due to him. I mean, the company was amazing. Right. But it's one of those things where it's the people it's that make the it people. great. Yeah. And, and I, th- and I think, you know, I love that because for me, I think what I've learned along the way, it's always about the people. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where I've been most inspired is, is the people. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Cause you never know what you're going to find when you start peeling the layers, when you really start getting to know someone it's, um, it's always an adventure. And I've yeah. always loved that. Yeah. 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 Sure. That's why I'm excited to talk to you. Cause I feel like I barely scratched the surface with you. I feel like you're a deep, deep ocean of thoughts <laughs> and experiences. You just, you strike me as someone who's just, you know, you're not on your first go in a skin, right? That's right. <laughs> you're not a new human. You're no. an old soul. And yeah. I feel like there's so much I have yet to learn about you. But um, I want to know, you. How, how, so you started Nestle. You've been there 19 years. Mm-hmm. How did you find this path? Like, what were you, what was your career goal before this? Because now, obviously, you're in a great spot. Right. But what, how did this happen? Right. So like I said, grew up in the Bronx and I would always, you know, go into the city, right? Because that was a big deal. We call Manhattan the city, you know, <laughs> just another oh, yeah. borough over, but you're heading into the city and I would see the women on the train all dressed up in their suits. And I would think, I want to do that. I don't know what they're doing, but they look fabulous and they look like mm-hmm. they're going someplace important. And that's what I want to do. I don't know what it is that they do, but I want to be able to get dressed and do something important. <laughs> and oh I my remember, gosh. Yeah, I remember thinking I was going to school. I went to NYU, so I would take the train and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my side gig was I worked at a catering company, um, you know, everything from bartending, um, managing the events and that kind of stuff. And that was when the the first time someone said to me, you know what, Yvette, you would be great at sales. And I told the guy, this was the owner of the catering company. And I said to him, uh, I can't do that. I can't ask people for money. <laughs> like, I, was, <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do that. You know? And he was like, I want you to try. You've been really good with it. You know, we used to do weddings and corporate events and everything else. The moment I got a taste of it and I could manage an event and they paid us, I was like, oh, I'm so in. And it's funny because it wasn't something that I saw in myself. I didn't, I didn't see the opportunity yeah. in, in sales and, and managing someone's events and everything else. And so from that route was where in New York, I applied to Coca-Cola. And it was in a time. So I've been in beverages a long time. So imagine Nestle yeah. 19 years and then at Coca-Cola for five. So I've been in beverages forever. Wow. And um, when I started with them, it was in a time when 
Coke was going through the transition and they were buying back the routes uh, from the drivers. And so they started this whole Coke university. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to give it a try. And I think for me, that's the biggest thing. I've always had like a drive to always do more and put myself in situations where I didn't necessarily know how I was going to succeed in that job. But once I got there, I knew that I'd always figure it, figure it out. And, yeah. you know, I that resonates it, with me. I feel the same way. I totally see that in you, too. I totally, <laughs> you know, you're that person. Don't say no, because you never what's going to happen when you say yes. But, you know, if you think about it, Christy, not all women think like that. You know, that's more of a man's mentality. Like when they get offered a promotion, they would have no idea how the hell to do that job, but they're quick to say yes. And mm. us as women, what we would do is, well, do I really have the qualifications? Have I really mm-hmm. looked at that opportunity? We kind of tear it down before we We tear it yes. immediately. Yeah, we tear ourselves down before we say yes. We're yeah. like, oh, I suck for these many reasons. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. and so for me, I've learned that I have to push through, have to say yes, and have that mentality of like kind of moving forward. And so I took the opportunity at Coca-Cola and it was great. It was a great, um, even after all these years, you know, people always ask me, you still have a preference? And I said, yeah, you know, I still bleed red because they were a part of me. They gave me that education and they were a great company to work for. And then I was able to transfer with them and come to Florida. And for me, moving to Florida from New York, it was all about better quality of life. Mm. Um, By that time, I was raising two girls by myself. So I was a single mom. Oh, my. Yeah, I was a single mom. I can't imagine moving while working with two kids single. Yes. Yes. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, it takes a village. And luckily for me, my mom came down with me. And so mm-hmm. with, with them, I was able to, to do the job because Coca-Cola required travel and the, the girls were mm-hmm. little. And so it definitely took a village. And, um, you know, they put that foot in the door for me. And again, I mentioned that I had the girls early. So at the time I was at the university, I went to NYU. So when I had my oldest, I, you know, I didn't get to finish. And so my goal was to go back to school. So this is while I'm working um, at Coca-Cola and I decided to go back and finish my bachelor's Mm -hmm. and then had some career changes there, you know, kind of did it in a slow way. And, and Mm -hmm. between you and me, my goal was I need to finish before my girls get to high school. Cause I don't want to hear that. They don't want to go to college. (laughs) Like, yeah, I didn't ever want to hear. Right. If I can do it, so can you. Yes. That was my thing. So my goal was to eventually get, get my bachelor's and make sure that I was a good example for them. And Mm -hmm. so then I started with Nestle and they were just wonderful. Like I said, um, and they've given me the opportunity to grow. I've held several positions and all that good stuff, but it was always to be a good example to my girls. You know, I always push them to want more and do more. Yeah, Um, that was always super important to me. As it should have been. And I'm glad that you like modeled that for them because do as I do, not as I say. 
Exactly. That's a big thing. Like set the example with your actions, not talk about it with your words, you know? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is fascinating. Oh my God. <laughs> but you have a master's. So you, I do. So I went, went on and to, did that too. I did. I did. So in 2016, um, I got my master's and even more than that, what I'm even more proud of is I did it together with my daughter. So oh we, my gosh. Yes. Which one? So my oldest. Um, okay. So she lives in New York and um, we decided, she mentioned that she wanted to go back to school to get her master's. We started the conversation and we both did the executive online program. So she did it from New York. I did it from Florida. It was funny. We did some classes together. And it, that it was, is incredible. It was just, yeah, it was just the most amazing experience. I mean, first of all, going back to school after so many years is tough, right? It uh, is, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Didn't do my, I didn't do my master's until I was in my 30s. I wasn't yeah. ready yeah. emotionally and maturity level. It just wasn't there until I was in my 30s. But it was a box I wanted to check personally. Me too. Had nothing to do with my career. It was just, this is something I want to do. Well, same here. It wasn't something that I needed for my career. It wasn't for a promotion. It was for myself. And I feel like it was one of the best things I had the opportunity to do and share that experience with Christina was amazing. And it's funny because our learning styles were different, right? You know, I'm that one who was reading every single page, you know, highlighting everything. And yeah. she's like, she's like, mom, people, they, we don't learn that like that anymore. <laughs> like you can look up words, control. Uh, yeah. I was doing the find and all of my, I was doing the find in my, the find search in my PDFs yeah. because I was <laughs> like, I can't sit here and read 400 pages plus per class. Well, Cause I was working full time. But if she crazy. didn't teach me, I would have did that. I would have read anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Every my God. And then we also had the opportunity to go study abroad. So <gasps> for, four, I think it was 14 days, we went to um, Singapore and Bangkok. And we went to go nice. visit businesses over there. It was about 50 students. It was amazing. It was one of the most amazing experiences that I had. And, and again, appreciating Nestle for giving me the, you know, the opportunity to better myself. You know, yeah. not having anything to do with work except giving me the opportunity to do more in, in international business. And for that, I appreciate them. For, for giving me that opportunity to grow and oh, learn, nice. you know, but sharing it with, yeah. with my daughter and doing graduation and walking together was just like one of the most amazing experiences. That is incredible. So which school did you do? So we went to Florida Atlantic University, which is here in Florida. It's out of Boca. The main comp, uh, campus mm -hmm. is in Boca. And so, um, so she had to come down for graduation. And she actually came down early because the school recognized the fact that it was the first time that they had a mother-daughter graduate from the <gasps> master's program. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. So cool. I love that. Yeah. Wow. So that's, why, 
so that's why I say I feel you know I I've been blessed I've I've raised amazing human beings um Chelsea doesn't stay far behind as soon as we got our masters she was like "Uh uh-uh I'm not gonna be the only one in this family not getting it (laughs) right so she went back to school and got hers as well. So Oh my gosh. I love it. You have raised such strong, empowered women. And that's all that's to your credit because you've you. you may have had a village, but it's still you are their mother and you've had yeah. to do this yeah. on your own, on your terms. And I know it's not easy. I didn't have kids when I did my masters. I just had a job. Right. Which in and of itself presented all sorts of challenges with my, my work schedule and the travel that was required and trying to do this school stuff and like not suck at it. Right. I really, (laughs) um, I can't, I can't never remember. This is why I know I'm not smart. Um, if, if Magna or Summa is the highest, but I just missed the highest level by one class. Wow. I, so I got the second highest level. I really wanted the top one because I put in all the effort. I did the work, but it was the stats class that just right. rendered me to a puddle of tears um, every day I was yes. working in that class. Oh, it's horrible. I'm not a math brain. Yeah. I can budget my way out of a paper box <laughs> with fiscal responsibility. But when it comes to like doing actual math, right. I'm terrible. I'm right. absolutely terrible at it. I'm a creative person. We don't, creative people don't typically share both sides of the brain. You, right. get, you get one or the other. My husband's uh, very much a math person. Right. Um, and he would help me. It was crazy. Like I would like break down in stress. He would go and just like do some research and then tutor me on a class that he wasn't even taking to help <laughs> me get over that hump. And I'm like, okay, your ability to take in and regurgitate what you've learned is amazing. And that's what makes you smart because I can take it in, but then it's gone. I can't ever call it back. I can't regurgitate it. It doesn't stay in my brain. My brain doesn't, isn't as powerful in memory as yours is. That's not true. You just retain what you need to retain. Like I, if I think about what we did during our masters, I can't even bring back one memory you know what I mean it all <laughs> equates to business and unless yeah. it truly was important at the moment or it's something that I truly need yeah. now in and out <laughs> in and out right I would I would agree with that except for the fact that I still remember my best friend in seventh and eighth grade I remember her parents phone number that <laughs> doesn't help me now <laughs> I'm not gonna so call true. her parents that's the crazy thing remember when you had all your friends numbers memorized now but let me ask you do you have any number memorized now well outside of my husband and myself Uh, right and and a credit card always Uh, I always have a credit card memorized just one but other than that our smartphones have made us dumb because we don't memorize Mm. numbers anymore yeah stupid phones yeah (laughs) it's funny because my husband he was like you need to memorize my number I'm like why you're on speed dial and he's like yeah what if something happens and I'm like oh okay like it was so you don't have your husband's number memorized I have it now but he had to tell me to memorize it 
because I was like, but why? You're on speed dial. <laughs> you're in my favorite. I like you. I'm going to yeah. call you. Yeah, you're, you're my emergency contact. That's all, you know? <laughs> that's hilarious. You're on the paperwork. What does it matter? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, you're a relatively speaking newlywed. I am. I am. We have been married yeah. over a year. Um, we've been together um, for four, and it's been amazing. Um, it's funny, like I said, I, 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 my longest relationship has been with Nestle, but this has been the best and will be my last. He is just an amazing man, and such he is such my equal. He is my yeah. partner, and you know, it's it took a while for me to get that, but that's what you need. But it's it it only takes the time it needs to take. Right? I I believe that. Like you get yeah. what you're ready to receive. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, you get what you're ready to receive. I mean, it it took a while for me to get here, but I am I am so happy and and so blessed to be in this relationship. Yeah. Like I feel this is the happiest I've ever been with someone, you know? Yeah. And I and I pride myself on relationships, you know, all around, whether professional and personally and, and having girlfriends and just, you know, family and all of that. But this by far just has been been great. So um, yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. 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 I think you're the, the first of the, the witty women to pull the trigger and get married that year. Because the first year I was like, OK, we got the marriages. We had the engagements, then we had the marriages. I'm like, uh-huh. this year's the baby year. And sure enough, through the sure farm, we've got two witty girls that are about to have kids. I I'm know. just like, this that's the beautiful trajectory of this. Like we're all going through various life stages, but we're doing it together. And I, I just agree. love it. I do. I love it too. I love all the women that we have in our group. And you know, it's funny because it, like I mentioned earlier when we first started. You know, you and I, we met professionally, then got personal. And then, you know, just being a part of Witty, I, you've done such an amazing job at connecting all these women. And so I want you to oh, know that you. I, yeah, that I truly appreciate you for doing that. I feel like, um, I honestly feel that I can reach out to anyone in our group and the phone gets picked up, the email gets answered. And I know that they know yeah. that if they reach out to me, it's the same way. And, and it's been great because I'll be honest, you know, doing this for as many years as I've been doing this, I didn't always have that support, that professional, uh, you know, and personal support. Yeah. Cause like I said, a lot of us have become friends personally, mm-hmm. but professionally, no, I, I, I didn't have that. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like well, I didn't either. That's yeah. one of the reasons I started it. I can't say that the the effort was completely altruistic because I knew like if I could create something that gave me a reason to be around the women that I admired and trusted and respected and loved, I would only get stronger from it. And I knew that if that was going to be my case, that was going to be the case for everybody else. So compiling the group, that's why I was so careful. I was like, we don't need you know, certain kinds of mindsets where they don't fit, right? It's and very critical that we all are of the same mindset where we grow together, 
and we genuinely care about each other. And we build these friendships that far surpass our professional relationships. Um, So when I take on new clients, I tell them, honestly, I'm like, listen, I'm like, nobody's paying me to pitch you certain brands, but I do take care of the witty women. So if a witty woman is selling something, I'm going to pitch that company because that company is of a high enough caliber where they're allowing someone to be a part of this and paying for them to be a part of it because they respect what we're doing. And therefore that is a very respectable company that I would, uh, I I would say that you should do business with those kinds of companies. And I, yeah, and I agree. And that goes back to having relationships and finding out, you know, what, what do people want? What, what will help them win? And so I feel the same way whenever I find myself with an opportunity you know, and, and things are presented and I'm like, you know, this would work for this person. Let me reach out mm-hmm. to her and let her know that, that, you know, that this may be out there for her. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I and I and you're right. This may not be an organization for everyone. Um, and that's OK. And that's it's okay. not built to be for everyone. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's it's the one time that I think I've been able to bond with other women um, of all ages, of Mm -hmm. all colors, you know, we've come in all shades, you know, it's been amazing um, that you don't feel judgment. And, and honestly, I, I don't know if I could say that about other situations that I've been through. Um, There's always been some sort of judgment and, or, um, or just pointless competition. You know I, what? That's what yes. I didn't want either. Like yes. I didn't want anybody to feel competitive against each other. I'm like, we're here to build ourselves and build each other. We're not yeah. here to figure out who is the best at something. Yeah. We're this is a this is a we're off the grid in terms of how we approach this from a work perspective. We're approaching this from a very personal perspective because that builds the work. And you know what? The work can't come without the personal. Right. And that's the difference. That's the difference. And I think, you know, when when I think of it, um, when as a person and as a a supplier and stuff like that, it's pretty intense when you think about you're going to spend a couple of days with someone who is either potentially your customer. You know, you're you're putting yourself in a very, uh, I guess, vulnerable spot. Right. Yes, absolutely. Because there, there, there's some emotion there. And, and, you know, you're, like you said, peeling off the layers, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's kind of freeing. And, and, and I got to say that that's one of the things that I love about witty and the witty women. And even I, I love even at work when, when I talk about it and I, and I feel such confidence of reaching out to someone and, and Paul, you know, you mentioned amazing bosses. He recognizes, yeah, he's just awesome. He recognizes the relationships and 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 the sisterhood that we have. And so, yeah. you know, he was honored uh, last year when he got to sit at the table <laughs> with, with some of the witty oh, women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at the founders dinner. At I know, I love that. Dinner. And I'm like, no, we're not gender exclusive. It's just we can't have men living with us on the farm. Exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. We're, we're very much about men. I mean, the yes. majority of us have 
we're straight and have men in our lives or yeah. we're raising men or um, we mm-hmm. we admire and respect our fathers or whatever it is. So it's right. not an anti-man thing. And I was very careful with that, especially the first year. Like right. this is not like a, we hate men, let's gang up on them, let's bring some torches to the village square kind of thing. Not at all, because yeah, that's doing ourselves a disservice by yeah. being so like men suck. No, men don't suck. Men are awesome. Men some humans awesome. suck of both genders. So yes. that's the difference. And I love that we've had women um, of all like backgrounds and colors and creeds and orientations and we all have this common ground, no matter what our differences are, even politically, which is the most polarizing of differences lately, sure. we have women of different p- political perspectives and it's seamless. We all get along because we all respect each other. And that's the difference. That's important. I feel like, yeah, that is that's part of what the, what we're opening ourselves up to is we can have these conversations and we can have differences and respect that they're differences for a reason. Right. And respect right. each other because no, but, of them, not in spite of them. You're right. But, I mean, it's, yeah, no, no. And, and that's special. I think what we found yeah, has been so, special. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, this is what keeps my clock ticking. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. And I just want but, you to know, I love being a part of it. I'm so grateful that you're a part of it because I know I kind of pitched it to you and I was like, I'm starting. <laughs> I barely know you, but. I know that you were a fit. Something in me was like, no, this woman is definitely a fit for what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. I was like, I have to have you there. Do I need to ask Paul? Because I'll just tell Paul. I'm not even <laughs> asking. I'm just going to tell him. This is what's going to happen. If that's going to be there, and you will be our water people. Because yeah. we're going to need hydration. Because there's going to be some <laughs> drinking. Okay. There's a lot of drinking. <laughs> yes. A little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I'm wondering, I mean, with all of your life experiences, and I I view you as a very happy, positive, motivating person. Yes. But we've all had our negative experiences. So I'm wondering if you can explain an an experience that you had that was negative, personally or professionally, doesn't matter, where looking back on what you went through or survived, it's now something that's a positive for you. Uh, yeah, well, when I think about it, um, I think for me, I, I look at it as I faced a lot of inaccurate judgments, you know, throughout my career. Um, How so? If you think about it, one of the struggles that all of us have in the witty group is, you know, we're in, in positions where one, we're all women. But we're in yeah. business, this businesses that are predominantly male driven. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because we're in the process of um, we're going to redo the downstairs. And so I've been going through some pictures and stuff like that and, and finding some some stuff from some of the old days. And I look at some of my photos and, and I mean, professional photos, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it's changing a brand to a different distributor, working with another group of folks. And I am usually either the one woman in the photo, you know, mm. with just men, or um, the other thing is I am the one woman 
and also the color of my skin, being the one Hispanic woman in the you room. You're the only minority. Yeah. yeah, I'm the only minority there. So, I mean, there's always that. So, you that... think mm-hmm. you feel like people have discounted your presence because of being a minority female as well? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. and, and sometimes it's, it's that unconscious bias, right? Mm-hmm. Some people that I've met, they don't even realize that what they're saying is, is not correct. You know, it's also hurtful, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but the other thing is sometimes they don't even realize that they're saying it, you know, like throughout my career, that's why I can't even give you one example. But one thing I hear all the time is, oh, Yvette, you're so well-spoken. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's, that's like a backhanded compliment and they may not mean it that way, but you're right. Yeah. And I, and I get it. And it's funny because, so I want to say early on in my career, I probably just looked, nodded and smiled and, you know, wouldn't say anything, but now, Which we've all done. right. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and I wish I could take that back, but obviously as I've, I've gotten older and wiser, you know, when, when I hear stuff like that, I, I know that sometimes they're not coming from a bad place. And um, I'll respond something like, as opposed to who? <laughs> and my world wrote. And then all of a sudden, they're like, what, what? Oh, yeah, I didn't mean anything by that. You know? Yeah. But um, it, it, it's just. It, it takes a while to be able to respectfully stand up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm sure what's going through your head is, what, what are people saying to my daughters? Exactly. And that's why today. When that happens to me now, I stand up. And mm-hmm. that's why for so long, for so many things, I've stayed quiet, you know, mm-hmm. having the opportunity to sit um, in different conversations and different negotiations where usually there isn't anybody that looks like me in that room and still having the confidence to get it done and do what mm-hmm. I have to do. Um, I do it every day for my girls. And my hope has always been that by the time they became professionals, that they wouldn't have to have gone through what I went through. Right. That unconscious bias, like, you know, Oh, you you got your master's. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks for discounting me. You made it really easy for me to jump over your very low bar. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but unfortunately, yeah. it's sad because with what we're going to, you know, through today, um, yeah. they're facing it all day, every day. And, yeah. you know, being young as well, you know, that's another bias, right? In yes. a professional atmosphere, they're, they're looking at that as well. And so for me, it's just super important. And that's why whether it's uplifting the women that I know professionally and personally, I'm going to do that. If it means, you know, stopping a conversation or a Zoom call. Actually, today I was on a Zoom call earlier today where I'm super proud and excited for for one of my colleagues who is moving on actually to another company for an Mm -hmm. amazing opportunity. And I'm super excited for him. But I did tell him on the Zoom call that I said, that I was sad that he was leaving because he's one of the few people that look like me. 
and he and he was like Yvette you are my sister and I appreciate you and you're not alone and I get it and sometimes Mm. you know it's it's I would have never said that now first of all I do work with some amazing people that I feel comfortable enough that I can say that so I know not not everyone has that platform and I do recognize that um the fact that they have given me the freedom to feel that I can say that, but they yeah, know. That speaks volumes about the organization. Yeah, but but they know I am the first person to say we do not have enough women in management. We, mm-hmm. do, we do not have enough minorities and we need this because we need diversity. We need different ideas. The world yeah. has changed and we can't do yeah. things the same. And so... You know, it's funny because I was always the quiet one or or I just accepted what was said to me. But as I've gotten older, I felt like I need to speak up. So, yeah. Um, and I think it's important that we all speak up. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, that's a wonderful answer to the question because it shows that you, the path that everyone takes is always different. But there's yeah. always something to be learned from the times where you're like, wow, okay, now is not the time. I'm not ready to stand up and speak out. But when you eventually do get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm secure enough in myself, my role, and my value where I can say something and I know I will be heard and respected for it, that is, that is, that is a process. That is not something people wake up with. Um, especially so women. True. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm a short blonde woman. It's <laughs> not, I mean, <clears throat> you're a high felt. I always felt under, Oh, thank you. I always <laughs> felt underestimated because I'm short and blonde. So yeah. I had to work against that preconceived notion that I was just my physical self short in stature blonde and hair color and probably stupid or whatever because I was always laughing or whatever it was whatever people thought of me I figured okay I have to prove they're gonna set the bar pretty low and then I'm going to to, yeah I'm gonna put it on myself to show them why they're wrong and how how wrong they are yeah exactly you don't know what's inside of a person until you talk to them and sometimes, and unconscious bias is the thing that exists with all people, I think. It's just a yeah. natural thing. And it's based on, like, one experience that's kind of shaped our perceptions. But it's an important point that you made that everyone has to fight against unconscious bias. And the more, like, check, checked boxes you have, if female is one, if you're a minority female, there's another one, if yep. you are... If your sexual orientation is a topic of conversation for anyone, that's another one you got to check. Yeah. And these are not things that you're putting on yourself. These are things that other people are putting on you. And exactly. that's not fair. Exactly. Because I've never met anyone that doesn't bleed red. That's right. We're all human. We're all right? a part of the human race. That's right. Yeah. But it, sometimes it's very hard when, especially if you're in a place where you feel insecure for something and you're projecting that you're not insecure 
that yeah. you are more easily threatened by others. And I found that most times where I've had to fight against a preconceived notion of who I am, mm-hmm. it's because of someone else's issues. And I'm not even going to take that on. I'm right. not. I used to. I used to try to fix it. Oh, God, that was exhausting. I've learned right. I'm not going to take it on anymore. But that only came with time and experience. Exactly. And it does. It really does. Yeah. It really does. So, okay, here's my super fun question. This is where you okay. get to dream a little. If you, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, if you weren't doing your current job and you had endless financial resources, what would you do with your time? Oh my goodness. I would be traveling. And it's funny because those that know me uh, that will listen to this podcast will say, but Yvette, you're always traveling. No, yeah, this would be more travel. And I think what would make it even more amazing is that I found the perfect partner to travel with. So I think for me, it would be all about learning new cultures, um, engulfing ourselves in, in, in new adventures in cities. Um, I love, you know, as much as I love my bubbles for Pellegrino and Perrier, I mean, I love fine wine, fine food, mm-hmm. and an amazing cigar. So I think for mm-hmm. us, <laughs> it would be the dream of where would we have our next smoke, you know? Yeah. Looking over, you know, last year we were in Santorini and just adding more amazing cities and countries to the list. That's what I would do. Yeah. That is a fun question. That is a fun question. It is because it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. What would I do? I know. I, um, yeah, travel is is high on my list too. Travel is traveling. And I I caught the bug as a kid and I just never let go of it. See, and I think that that's awesome. I mean, we're teaching our kids that they need to travel, they need to experience the world. And, and I'll be honest, I love traveling, traveling with the kids because they're all adults. So we all get to experience yeah. it together. I mean, it's just yeah. been amazing. So, so travel, I would do more of it. Yeah. Oh, my boys always are asking, especially now they're like, when are we going on a plane again? My God, we've been home for so long. Like, when are we- I really want to go to a hotel. Tillman just asked last week. He was like, seriously, can we go to a hotel? I re- and I'm like, this house is a hotel. You have a cook, yes. mom. I'm yeah. like, you have everything that you need. Plus, you that- have a pool. You have a gym. you have everything that a hotel has. Yes, and he's like, it's not the same. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good point. That's um, but it's funny because they they love traveling and and it's something that my husband and I love. So it's something that we love to do with them, and we like right. to show them things that we've seen. But we also like to experience new things together. So it's really fun to go do something for the first time as a whole family. I think that that's great. And then you also get to see it through their eyes as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Even though you've been there, it'll be a totally new experience because you're seeing it through their eyes. So I think that that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the most fun part is like having the experience again through a set of fresh eyes because you see how your kid gets excited about stuff. Yeah. But um, so anything, uh, any regrets or something you would go back in time and change or something that like 
stuck with you that you've never done the second time kind of thing? Right. Well, I I think I kind of mentioned it earlier. I I wish I would have said something all those times that someone said something inappropriate and, you know, whatever the stereotype was and you had mentioned a few, you know, whether it was being Latina or, you know, being a woman, um, education being a part of it, all of it, you know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. like, I wish I would have done something then but I, I feel I've come to terms with that because I'm doing something now. It's something that I, I will yeah. stand up for now. And, and, and you have. Right. And I've, I've witnessed it firsthand when you've stood up for something. Yeah. And I, that's what I love about you. And that's why I know you're an onion in my life. Because oh, we're diving deeper and deeper. The longer we know each other, the more we're going to get to learn about each other. But yeah, um, I love it. Yeah. So what? And, and this is the this is the hardest question of okay. all of the questions that I ask. But what would you want the listening audience to know about you? Yeah, that is one of the hardest questions. Um, yeah, it's hard to answer, but I love asking it. <laughs> um. I, I'm driven, I'm loyal, I'm a mom, um, I'm educated, and fun, it, that mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, that doesn't change anything, I love, love, love being Latina, and my Puerto Rican roots, I mean, I was born here, and it's funny when I have to tell people, no, I'm, I was born here, born and raised in the Bronx. <laughs> and, uh, and then please the don't other- build a wall, to- build the wall around me. <laughs> yes, please. And then the other thing is, it's like, oh, Puerto Rico, do, do we need a passport? No, it's a commonwealth of the United States. Yeah. It's a part of the U.S. I, I'm, I'm shocked at how many people don't realize yes. that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. We really need to rework the flag for a 51st star. I know absolutely. it's going to throw everything off, but it, yes, absolutely. And I, and I am for that, but the folks on the Island need to, to, to want that as well. But, you know, and I know that those that meet, you know, when they meet me, they know that I hold that close to my heart. I love, yeah. love my Hispanic heritage. I am a family person. I am a loyal person. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, for me, it's, it's all about the relationships. Um, and I'm glad that I was born in the era that, uh, I was born in because I think about it today, how people live behind a computer and text messaging and everything else. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful, you know, those things exist for me as well, but there's nothing more important to me than that one-on-one relationship with someone having a face-to-face and a real conversation. I think yeah. that that's priceless. And um, that's a part of me. And, um, and I think that's what I would want folks to know. Yeah. Oh, that's a great answer. It's funny, because I tell my kids that I grew up without the internet. Right. And they're just like, what? How could I'm you like, live? Yeah, there was no, there was no Wi Fi. There were no gaming systems there was no google I, we didn't have a computer in our house until i was a junior in high school right like there was nothing we didn't nothing. have cell phones 
I'm like, babies, we had beepers. Do you want to see what a beeper looks like? Mommy still has her old beeper from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And they're like, wow, you're really old. You're like a dinosaur. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Kids yes, I am. Because they say what's on their mind. And that's what's amazing. I know. So- and they're just, they can't fathom a world without Wi-Fi. I mean, even when we take them, my parents have a cabin in Northern Arizona. We take them up there. There's right. no Wi-Fi in the cabin. And right. they're so annoyed. They're like, will you turn on your hotspot on your phone? Grandma and grandpa don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Who doesn't have Wi-Fi? And I'm like, grandma and grandpa are in their 70s. Okay, they're old school. They have a dial-up and shit. <laughs> yeah, this is how we did it in. This is how we did it in the old days. Yes. Yeah, right. I, I'm like, you're lucky there are light poles up here, okay? Just yes. shut up. <laughs> so how do you want people to reach you? What's the best way to connect with you if they want to learn more about you or talk to you about uh, the, your, the amazing water that you sell? How, so, what's yeah. the best way? So the best way definitely for water would be on email. So my full name. So it's Yvette dot masses at waters.nestle.com and then if you wanted to get on social media i'm on twitter and instagram under yvette masses really easy to find and you could find me awesome. in those areas as well so awesome yeah. well i'll be sure to put the links in your bio as well wonderful and i'm so grateful to have had this time with you Thank you for coming on the show finally. I was like, why isn't Yvette answering me? I want her to be on my show. (laughs) Well, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been a a pleasure and um, giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience and, and, and share some of my experiences has been really great. I love your story and everything that everything about you I you know I love you you know I just yes. adore you I worship at the church of Yvette um, <laughs> well, thank but you. I just think you're just a magnificent human inside thank and you out so much. you're just special to me um so I really greatly appreciate it um but thank you and thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud mixing up the mainstream